Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Today, we are talking about all things photos and photography. American photographer Aaron Siskin said, What you have caught on film is captured forever. It remembers the little things long after you have forgotten everything. That is so true. I love to look back at my photos and reflect on those memories. In fact, my sister and my mom and I used to have a scrapbooking night where we'd go to a local hotel and we would scrapbook until the early morning hours. It was crazy. Now, I'm not really good about doing that. Now I find myself just compiling a lot of saved images on my phone or on my computer because I just take way too many pictures. But with Christmas and New Year's approaching, there are sure to be plenty of photo opportunities for you, your friends, and your family to take. According to Business Insider, we are now posting a staggering 1.8% billion photos to social media every day. In fact, Omnicore just released last month that 350 million of that is just on one platform alone, Facebook. That's 4,000 photo uploads per second. That is insane. The Eiffel Tower is said to be the world's most photographed landmark, with New York City as the most photographed city in the world. And then, of course, there's Michael Jackson as the most photographed celebrity. But when it comes close to home in our everyday life, how can we take the best photos or at least the photos that are worth keeping? Well, today we have photographer Caleb Jones with us to give us practical tips on how to capture that moment to be picture perfect. Caleb has worked for a variety of restaurants and creative agencies and commercial clients as well. I've had the pleasure of seeing Caleb in the action and even honored to have some events I was a part of captured by him. He has such a gift as he draws you into the story of the photo he captures. That makes me think of Australian photographer um, Dustin Sparks. He says that photography is the story I fail to put into words. How? Well, that's definitely what Caleb does. He he's, has a way of, of like the lighting that is reflected into the picture or the emotion within it. It's just amazing. He captures it all. So welcome, Caleb. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and see what I can share and help, hope I can help some, some folks along the way. Awesome. Now, what drew you into photography? So I'd have to say... I've always had an appreciation for photographs. I've always been a fan of how they do just freeze a moment in time and, and, and tell a story themselves. I think for me, what really got me started in it, because you know, for years, all I had was my iPhone on me, so I would just capture it in that way. My wife would encourage me. She thought I had, quote-unquote, an eye for it, or maybe there's something more to pursue in this. But it really didn't start taking off or me starting to look at it as an art form as much until I got gifted a camera from my in-laws. And this was when they found out we were going to have our firstborn, Ava. So a little over six years ago, they gifted me with kind of like this entry-level starter camera. And from that point on, I would take photos and just not be happy with them. So it kind of put me and started me on this journey to kind of figure out how I could become just better at the art form. And from then on, it just became this thing where a hobby turned into a big passion, which turned into a living. Wow. Now, did you self-teach or, or did you learn the ins and outs of this talent somewhere else? Yeah, so honestly, 
of what I've learned to this day in photography has just been self-taught. I, I, I would YouTube things or Google whenever I would uh, run into a, a hurdle or something I couldn't figure out. But for the most part, uh, maybe to a fault, I'm a super competitive person. So I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm hating how these are turning out. And I'm taking pictures of Ava, you know, as a newborn. I'm like, man, I, I just know this can be better. So for me, it, it was very unorthodox. Didn't take a course or class online or anything. I just kept shooting and kept practicing and still doing the same thing today and trying to fine tune the craft. Wow, that's awesome. Now, you mentioned equipment. Is there a certain equipment you'd recommend based on different purposes, like the personal use of capturing shots of family and friends like you did with Ava versus maybe professional use of taking marketing or promotional pieces? Yeah, for sure. I, I think that there's this old adage of like, the best camera is the one you have on you. And it's there's a lot of truth in that. Mm. I think for me, I've always been a Nikon person because I was gifted that first camera that was Nikon and so I kind of stayed within that family right now I shoot with a Nikon it's a D750 professional camera I'd say lower grade professional camera but as far as doing lifestyle and commercial work it, it definitely does the trick and I just know it very well okay but I don't think that there's I don't think that there's a quote-unquote like I I come to a lot of my jobs with very little amount of equipment it's usually my camera body and two to maybe three lenses max I think for Anyone just getting started, especially nowadays with the iPhone and its capability, I mean, you start with your phone. If you start to see that, like, oh, I want to I take this to a more than just, like, a hobby level, then maybe get, like, an entry-level point-and-shoot or a, a digital camera that's – I want to say the one that I started with, the Nikon, was, like, a D5500 or something like that, which you can get at Target or Best Buy um, for not, – not, it's not too expensive. Okay. So do you stick with that one camera then on all of your shoots or do you even switch out cameras depending on what you're shooting? I use the D750 right now for literally 95%. I have I have rented lenses. There's a there's so many places that you can rent camera bodies from, but I've rented other camera bodies hmm. from Aperture Rent as well as other lenses. Um, if I'm if there's a job that's requiring tighter shots or wider shots and are stuff that are a lens that I just kind of want to get more familiar with and just play around with, I'll always rent. So I definitely have rented camera bodies and other lenses for specific jobs that just kind of fit, like, fit the need for that particular case. Right. But the D750 for me, it's just kind of like, there's so much now mirrorless cameras and way more advanced. It's almost like the one I'm shooting with, it's not like film or anything. It's not archaic in, in that way, but it's definitely, it's a workhorse and I just know it really well. So it's like, you know, don't fix what's not broken or, right. you know, just continue to use it. So I, I, I just know it very well. Now, what are some of the key techniques to learn in order to capture that perfect shot? For me, it's pretty simple. I go into whatever environment that may be or room or scene because, again, it's situational. It could, It's going to be different how I approach a portrait or a family as opposed to like an event or food or a restaurant. Right the mindset of going into it like almost like pre-gaming per se of just okay how can I tell a great story in my way and as I'm thinking of that depending on what they've already communicated to me so let's say it's Chick-fil-a because that's how we met right Holly right if I'm going to capture an event for Chick-fil-a and I am uh, there's going to be a lot of people there um, obviously this is pre-pandemic but that's there's a big event lots of different faces lots of different people I want to go in there and 
because I've had a lot of jobs with Chick-fil-A, I know what they're about. I know their mission. I know their heart. They're all about servant leadership. I want to capture authentic reactions and people engaging and people, whether it's listening to a speaker or after the fact in like a, a breakout session, just talking to one another. I want to approach that scene and compose each image a certain way. So I literally, it's kind of how, honestly, how I live my life now, which mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like I walk into a room, I'm, I'm automatically, my, my eyes are kind of visualizing a scene and how that scene can be captured. So when I say composing, composition is a big part of photography. And that's, um, everyone composes their images a little bit different. Some are more like studied and by the book or by, they're just more technical where like they'll shoot in thirds and make sure everything's pretty imprecise. And some people are a little bit off the cuff. I'm somewhere in the middle because I like symmetry and I like the beautiful images, but I also don't want to miss out on, you know this, but like there's tears involved and there's some really uh, beautiful moments in, in, in any kind of event. And so for me, it's just going into that situation and being ready for that moment. I think a lot of photography is just preparation, knowing how to use that camera, the ins and outs of it. And then once you know how to use it, it's then just kind of, you're just waiting for this moment to unfold and just being ready to press the shutter at the right time. Now, same thing goes with depending or whether you're using your Nikon or you're using your, your iPhone or something. Are there, are there different types of tips you would suggest for those who are only using their phone that they have around with them? The biggest tip I would say, especially with iPhone, because that's how it started for me, mm-hmm. is change perspective. So you mentioned earlier on, like you just, and I just have, your problem is you just have, you shoot so much, which isn't a, a problem in my eyes. I feel like the more you shoot, the more you're going to be able to kind of like tailor and, and be more laser focused on how you shoot. So right. for me, a simple tip would be changing the angle of how you capture something. Okay. So a lot of times people, like let's say you're, kids are unwrapping presents in front of a tree and you're kind of coming at it from this flat angle directly at them instead of like, okay, I can move left and kind of hunker down a little bit and shoot from an upward angle and get some of that joy or, or, you know, like their reaction from that gift. Or I could go, I could stand up taller, come on a different side and get a down shot of the present unwrapping. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just kind of manipulating yourself. A lot of the lenses that I shoot, are prime lenses, so they're just they're a single focal length. So I'm the one that's adjusting my distance. I'm moving left and right and back and forth, all that kind of stuff to get the different perspective that I feel like is telling that story the best. Now you mentioned, I think a great example, especially going into this time of year, is shooting a, a shot in front of the Christmas tree. Well, of course, all those twinkling lights. Is there a better lighting? Was it whether it be a time of day that's best to shoot, or even when you are inside? Is what does that lighting need to look like to capture that great shot? There's definitely, and depending on how your home is set up, where our tree is in the morning, we have windows that are right behind it, but we also have these cypresses outside, so a lot of that natural light that would pour in doesn't really happen until the afternoon. So with me, with those lights, something on on a digital camera again uh, with iPhone especially nowadays, it's going to have an autofocus for you where I think it's going to take care of a lot of that. But if I'm shooting on a DSLR or like a digital camera, they're one of the major parts of photography is just manipulating light. So I can, there's something called ISO on your camera. And if you bump that up really high, even in a dark room, 
it's going to be able to maximize that amount of light that's in that room. And you might have to like lower the shutter to be able to get that. But you can always manipulate the camera enough to get what you want. I would just say you don't want to just plan this, your photo taking on when the light's just perfect because that might not happen. I would just say just know wherever there's natural light pouring in in your home, you're going to be able to take easier photos, whether it's iPhone or digital. Let's just say that your your room's dark and you twinkling lights are going and you're wanting to capture stuff with your kids opening gifts. I would just say with, with your iPhone, if you don't have a uh, editing software on your phone, download Lightroom, the app. You can edit in after the fact on some of these different apps. There's a lot of ways where even after the fact you can take some, uh, adjust some photos and make some pretty drastic differences from what you took. That's great. That's awesome. Now, Caleb, I personally love your family photos that you do at at Halloween time. I've loved, I think this year was your Little Mermaid characters in front of the rocky ocean background. And last year was the Cinderella in front of a castle. And I think one of the years you guys even had Peter Pan in a forest area. You were just so much fun to watch to see what comes out of your, your shooting. But what would you say is a favorite photo that you've taken? Well, thank you. That's very kind. I'll speak into the, the Halloween thing. Again, I would prefer to always be behind the camera, not in front of it. My, my wife and kids are, are big Disney fans, so I take one for the team, and it's a lot of fun to just kind of like create and have fun with that. But as far as like a, a favorite photo, I would answer that as not yet, just because okay. I think that it's a constant thing that's evolving and improving. I would say what I gravitate towards of my photos that like I can look back three or four years ago even and be like I still really like that image I, 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 it's still captivate it's still captivating in its own way is nature and things that show scale so like if it's a person super small and a vast ocean or a cliff or a mountain anything that can kind of show grandiose how big God is and how small we are that kind of thing inspires me big I love that kind of scene but i also there's so many there's so many photos that i love of you as you mentioned of my family and like just watching document the journey watching them grow a lot of like even like the in-between moments like if went out and had uh, a date day with the kids and capturing like this blurry not in focus just to and fro image looking back and just kind of seeing the progression of ava and ethan just growing up and some of these little moments that just they're frozen forever and you can always look right. back at it and be like, man, what a, such a fun time and remember them just as they are. I think that kind of stuff, I think they'll, they'll always be my favorite. But as far as one specific photograph, it's like I mentioned this earlier, but it's like a blessing and a curse being in a visual profession because I need to give myself a little more grace on images because I can pick so, so many flaws and so many things apart in my photographs. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. I, I love that answer. So how do you make your photos so fresh and alive? You you mentioned editing sites. So on the phones, there was the Lightroom, and, and you mentioned another. But whether you're doing an iPhone or a Nikon or, or whatever type of camera that you have, what's your secret? Well, thank you. You know, it's interesting. It is an art form, right? So, and I love that what you've seen of my work is like it's inspiring and, and, and you like it. I, I don't think my style or anyone's purely photography style is – going to be loved by everybody because everyone has something that they're drawn to like right. for me as an artist i love uh the tones and the things that you've seen in mind like i'm just drawn to like these muted tones lightroom is what i use for my digital photography purely just lightroom 
with with iPhone stuff, it's I have the Lightroom app. Also have Afterlight, like I mentioned. There's a lot of other uh, Visco is another great app that you can use. But I think for me, like I just painstakingly would start developing a baseline profile or, or preset as they as they say on um, like for, for phones and obviously for Lightroom too but just right. kind of building on something and then I've tweaked it for so many different lighting situations interiors real estate newborn family every single type of photography you can think of aside from weddings just because I don't want to open up that I'd have to work on the weekends a lot already and I just really want to maximize as much time as I can with my with my family and kids that are growing up. Finding the tones that I am drawn to, what kind of bring has always brought me into an image like, man, that is just stunning and it's classic and it's um and it, for for me it's timeless. I just wanted to do that, and, but in my own way and not try to make it like somebody else. There's so many phenomenal photographers, not only in Atlanta but just all over the world that have such a gift and the bright and airy ones to the really moody photos to like the really saturated. I have appreciation for all of it because there's so much work that goes in behind the scenes. And honestly, a lot of failure, like there's so many times where I've botched sessions over the years and be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know why in the world I edited it that way. Or I composed the image that way or why not I just slow down and engage with the person, make sure that they were having a good time and, and get some of those raw, like, authentic moments between them and their family or, or whatever it may be. But it's always a work in progress. But yeah, for me, as far as the editing and as you said, trying to make photos come alive, it's just, uh, it is an ongoing thing. It's, it's still happening today. I still, I don't have this, ma- I wish I had the magic answer for you or, or recipe, but I think it's a journey that everybody just has to kind of go down on their own and figure out what makes the most sense and, you know, how they want to tell that story. Right. Now, you mentioned for those who are getting into this for beginning, basically the the camera that they have is the best camera at the moment to use. And and then you also referred to YouTube quite a bit as as a place that they can grow in the field and and in that technique. What overall would you give our listeners as far as perhaps three simple steps or tips to follow for great photos this Christmas and New Year's season that they can take? One of them definitely would be that whole changing your position. I mean, that's one of the three for sure, because it's something that's, it sounds like way too easy and like, I don't know how it's going to change things, but there's times where I've shot not only my family, but like I'm, I'm shooting, like I'll be shooting for an agency and there's a model involved and just me communicating to the model. And then like, as I'm shooting, I'm literally all over, like I'm just jumping around and getting different angles. And so many times, like you don't even realize how much it's, making the image pop more say two other steps one especially and i'm and again i'm speaking to if this is like something that you are one to pursue and and, and take somewhere else aside from just shooting on your iphone but shooting at golden hour so like the last 45 minutes before the sun sets no matter where you're at getting outside side and shooting in that time for two reasons one it's the easiest time to shoot the light you don't have to worry about harsh shadows you don't have to worry about um, it, it's it, it's it's a very complimentary time, especially when you're shooting a person. It's it, it pops, or if you're shooting, especially if you're shooting um, landscape because the sun's setting and it's beautiful. But I think that it gets you the time to um, to really like 
explore the creativity of it and you don't have to worry about other elements of like trying to bounce light off of something or find shade because you know your subject's squinting or, or whatever else it's just a really fun time to really hone in on some of the skills and things that, that, that help you grow as a photographer so uh, it's still to this day uh, my favorite time that that golden hour is just it's a lot of fun to shoot clients and a lot of fun just to watch uh, God do his thing because the sunset's never the same. Absolutely. And I would say, um, lastly, probably the most important thing is just practice, practice, practice like every single day. Um, so in the last mentioned, I started this journey six plus years ago when I, my in-laws gave me the uh, starter camera when they found out about Ava, uh, that we were pregnant with Ava. And I don't think there's a day since then that I haven't shot, even if I'm not working, like I'm catching my family or I'm just messing around with some product stuff in my office at home, shooting, 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 shooting. If you, the more you shoot, the more you're going to be, like I said, when we're talking about events, just being ready for the moment, the more you get familiar with anything, I think you, you, the more it's going to be effortless when the pressure's on and the situation like you can't redo so always shoot. I tell people all the time, that's my probably the number one thing. Aside from if you're doing this for money, I'm big on turnaround. So like I try to get my images back to whatever, whatever the client may be super, super fast. Right. Um, but the most important thing I think is just go out and shoot. I tell young creatives all the time, like, listen, shoot, just go out there, have fun. Don't overthink it. Shoot everything and anything that you can. I took jobs for things that would put me in uncomfortable, like where I was not, I knew I wasn't in my strong suit. Like, and I think those failures and those hard situations just made me better and they helped you learn quicker. So yeah. shoot all the time. Yeah. Now, Caleb, if you could go back and encourage, inspire, or equip yourself as a child, what would you tell yourself? Honestly, as cliche and overused, I would probably just say dream big and chase whatever it is um, that you are dreaming about doing. I, I think life is fragile and beautiful. And the fact that I get to freeze these small and big moments in time for a living, uh, I, there's days where I'm, I just scratch my head that I get to do this and call it like my job. Um, and, uh, and again, I, this was not a thing of mine. And I was going to, about to go into college or going through school. This just kind of happened. So if, if that encourages anybody else too, just know like you might have this idea. Uh, I owned a gym for 10 plus years before this. I would have never imagined in a million years that this is what I'd be doing for a living, providing for my family, doing just commercial lifestyle, uh, still photography. But it's just one of those things, just be open for new adventures and things that come along your way. I think the biggest thing in life is to encourage people when you see a strength in somebody, tell them about it. I don't think I'd be doing this without my wife and a few others that just, you know, one day, a couple times, just like, hey, dude, like for real, I think you have something here. Like, that's like, it's not a mistake. I think you really could do something with this. And hearing that kind of that kind of confidence and belief from people that you love, you never know where it can take you. So I would just say, dream big and chase it. 
Now, as I alluded to earlier, I got to see Caleb in action three or four times now for several days at a time. I received an award where Caleb captured the shock and the surprise of the moment and truly a priceless memory for me. And and he captured that emotion of it just so perfectly. Then I was a part of a, a year leadership program where Caleb was our photographer at our weekend business conferences and the retreats that we had. And from capturing moments in business settings, as he's mentioned, to following us around Disneyland for quite an adventure of a weekend, he just has a keen sense of where he should be, as he even shared, walking into that room, just trying to figure out what does this look like. And uh, he has that gift of when and what might happen, that tear shed, as, as he shared, and just how to prepare, but how to make that photo just jump out at you. And and truly a gift of, of making the viewer feel as if they are stepping into the story or adventure of that photo. So I literally have a book of photos he's taken that, that I cherish, and, and I thank you, Caleb, for that. I just, I love your talent. And, and to add to that, that Caleb is just a very courteous man who is very amicable and, and makes, as he shared, his goal is to make everyone feel comfortable and engage with them. And, and he does a great job at that, just making them feel like they belong and that they're the center of his attention. And and I think that those only add to the, the fabulous and fun photos that he takes. So uh, in, in fact, even several of my photos used on my website were taken by Caleb. So Caleb, if our listeners want to reach out and work with you or learn more about what you do, where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much. And Holly, uh, you're a light. You really are. Your positivity. I still remember conversations that we had, uh, you know, over the years. Thank you for having me on. I, for If people are wanting to connect with me, if it's for client work, um, my website's pretty straightforward. It's www.calebjonesphotography.com. You can email me at info at calebjonesphotography.com. But Instagram is a great way to connect. You'll, I mean, with stories, with I try, and all you can speak to this, but I, I try to do a good job of having a variety on there. It's a little bit of the adventures with my family document and obviously my kids are going to be on there, but then there's client work. Awesome. And I definitely encourage you listeners to check that out. His gorgeous wife and his adorable children are picture perfect models in these photos. And some of these places that he and his wife have visited are breathtaking. Again, he just has a way of capturing so much in a photo. So Caleb, I can't thank you enough for your time and helping us learn how to capture some of our priceless moments. And I know I'm excited to put these tips to practice and hopefully capture some some good pictures this coming season. So thank you again, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.